Welcome, everybody, to episode 13 of Late Arrivals. We got the whole crew back this week. All of got, us. Everybody. We got Lewis, we got Chris, and we got Connor. This is the first time all of us have been on here in a long time, hasn't it? Like three weeks? Yeah, I, was yes. gone, I was gone last week, and then Lou was gone the week before, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't hey. know, was I? We're busy. We're busy people. Your common, your common off-season interchangeable. We're like, we're kind of like the Oregon <laughs> Ducks in their football uniforms. Just every every episode, you get a new, you get a new combination of folks. Yeah. <laughs> we've I'm never had the same. Week. We've never had the same episode twice. What makes us unique? Got to keep things fresh. Got to keep everybody guessing. Keep it on your toes. <laughs> on your toes. Well, before we get into the news this week. I had a fun question I wanted to wait to ask until we had all of us back. Just a little little thing to get everybody thinking. But if you guys had to show somebody who does regular hockey, any clips from history, what would your top three be? Could be NHL, could just be hockey in general. Oh boy, like top well, like top three clips of all time. Yes. Uh, oh any Stanley Cup celebration. Um I'd want to show a goal, a hit, and uh, a save. I was thinking goal, save, and blooper. Because uh, I think yeah. you can't not show somebody Hoshik flipping Gabrick. Yeah. Yeah. I think any, like, like uh, goalie video of, like, greatest saves and then, like, goalie fights, I think, would bring someone in. <laughs> <laughs> Feel I like think if- I'm going, yes, I'm going one goal, one hit, and one save. So f- for the hit, I know what that is already. And it's uh, from the 06 Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Campbell one? Brian Campbell absolutely yeah. laying out RJ Umberger with, like, the cleanest hit you're ever going to see in your life. Connor he- loves that hit, man. I do love that. That. <laughs> That might be my, I think it is my favorite hit of all time. I fucking love that. I, I, every, like I watch that clip at least like twice a month. <laughs> that entire thing. I don't know why. I love it. Goal. Um, every night before dinner. <laughs> it's, my, it's my pre-gym. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just queue it up before every set. <laughs> all right, everyone say grace. You got like a projector. Like, <laughs> Goal, um, oh boy. The first thing that came to mind was the the Timo Solani 76 when he tosses the glove up and shoots it. Oh, but like yeah. the goal itself wasn't like that over the top, the celebration is, but yeah, you know, I will we'll throw that one in there just because it's fun. Um, I'd, I'd say a Datsuk highlight package. Oh, that'd be a good one, yeah. And then save. Hmm. Oh, probably probably that most recent uh, Mark Andre Fleury one. Uh, uh, the one he that was got, with, Babcock got fired from. When he was with Vegas, and he just totally like, like he got totally beat like on the other side of the ice, and it was like a for sure goal, and he literally just like catapulted himself and like. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I the one that got, got bab- that got Babcock fired. 
I don't remember <laughs> if he got it with with like the tip of his blocker or with like the stick just like on the goal line. But yeah, that one. I mean, I'm sure there's a million other other saves that are more deserving. That's just that's just kind of what pops into mind right there. So my top three were you have Hoshik flipping Gabrick. Like you gotta have that you gotta have that in there. Um uh, I feel like you have to show somebody the lead up to Korea coming back and scoring against the Devils after getting laid out by Stevens. Uh, yeah, that was on my just list. because yeah, it's one of yeah. those ones that just like the emotion of it's like the call makes it perfect too. Mm-hmm. Just because like you have when he gets laid out and they the little puff of air that hits the visor. Yeah. And they're going, Oh no. Yeah. And he comes back to the bench and then he scores and you know, Gary Thorne's going fucking crazy. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that that's definitely on my list. Like I still remember seeing that when I was younger and I thought my favorite player just died in front of my eyes. Um, so that was pretty uh that was kind of scarring, but <laughs> but it was cool to see him come out of the locker room, do like a little lap by the bench, just kind of get back into the zone, and then he just goes out there and scores. It's it's amazing. I would definitely – that's one to show for sure. I feel like the last one has to be the Claude Lemieux hit that leads to the giant Red Wings abs brawl. Because <laughs> if no, you're showing yeah. someone hockey mm-hmm. fights, those those fights between those two teams are fucking gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty wild. Those are all, I think those are, those are all good choices. I think I would show the World Cup of Hockey in 2016 too, just like Team North America. <laughs> oh, that like 45 second is, clip where it's just like back, yeah. forth, back and forth, and, yeah. then, and then McKinnon finally does it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good clip. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good shout, Chris. Yeah. Um, Jared both scoring on Jonathan Quick in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like Jared Bogle, Nick Delorier hat trick, and a Derek Grant fight. <laughs> yep, those are mine. <laughs> has Grant ever fought? I don't think he has. He might have once or twice, but I don't remember. He might have, he might have thought about it. <laughs> no. I think about having a lot of money, but doesn't mean I have a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, getting into serious things, uh, Got some duck stuff to talk about. We had the rookie showcase this last week. Um, they went one in one and two, I believe, because they lost yeah, against San like, Jose. It was like one, one, and one because one was in. That's overtime. right. Yeah. Because the Sharks one was in overtime. They yeah. lost to the Coyotes 2 1, and then they beat Vegas, what, like four, four or three five, or something? Four or five to three, something yeah. like that. That loss to the Coyotes, I guess, was their first regulation loss in the prospect tournament since like 2015. Yeah, their record's like 12, it's like 12, 1, and 3, I think, or some shit like that. Something like that, yeah. So something that doesn't matter at all, we're still the best at. (laughs) I have a question. Why do they call it a tournament when it's not a tournament? I don't know, Lou. I mean, that's a good question, Lou. I mean, I don't know. They only play three games and they just like, okay, glad you had fun. It's gonna be season season next week. Yeah, like you don't award a champion or anything, but I don't yeah. know. I, think it's just I a, mean, but if they did, it would obviously. I don't know. Be I think they just should like name it something else, like a the rookie showcase or something. I don't know. An expedition. Yeah, an expedition. <laughs> there you exhibition. go. Exhibition. Meet up. Exhibition is what I'm looking for. Not pro expedition. Pro- Prospect <laughs> hangout. Prospect hangout. 
prospects and chill. But <laughs> some of the big headlines, McTavish got to wear a C, which I almost feels just like a look into the future of the Ducks. It was pretty hot to see. I won't lie. I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, you know, had some, not so much highlight real plays. Um, Pro had some, he had a nice goal yesterday. Tracy had a nice one in that game as well. Um, it seems like the standouts from the tournament were uh, Gaucher. Uh, I liked reading what McTavish had to say about him sticking up for Perot, just getting laid out in that Coyotes game. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like uh, he's a sleeper to make the team this year. I kind of feel like he's going to really have to work his ass off in camp to do it, but I feel well, especially like now, and especially now at the center position, it came out that Sam Carrick had a little surgery. He's going to be out for about a month or two to start the year. So just opens up another roster spot in the bottom six for, you know, a guy, a guy like nation Gauche, a guy like Nathan Gauche who can kind of fill in that bottom six two way center role to jump in. So, yeah, I mean, I even, I even said it on Twitter and me and uh, me and Felix were kind of, we're kind of going back and forth about it. We kind of seem to agree, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Gauche definitely has a, definitely has a small shot out you know, not including McTavish, but out of the, you know, out of the rookies, if one of them is going to make the team, I think, I think Gaucher has kind of boosted his chances a little bit for sure. Yeah. And then you had guys like, uh, everyone was saying Regedna looked like the, uh, most NHL ready player out of all of them. But I mean, he also has been playing against other adults mm. and, <laughs> yeah. you know, leagues overseas. So makes sense. Um, but overall, it seems like it was a good week. Uh, some standouts, again, seem more so like Gaucher, your Lenos of the world. I mean, everyone said Noah Warren just looked gigantic out there and actually looked pretty good for a big guy, which you love to hear because uh, big guys get a bad rap. They're either you know big dudes that just throw hits or big guys that just score and there's no in-between. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's cool to see that we're we're finally getting to the the last. We're almost at the finish line of the off season, and you know, training camp starting soon, scrimmage on Saturday. You know, and the the veteran guys reporting soon. Just one more step to hockey season, which I think we've been itching for because it kind of gets tiresome of having to just say, "Oh yeah, you know, James Neal's on a PTO this week, and that's about <laughs> all we got." Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it kind of it kind of goes to show too, and it's a testament, you know, to what this duck scouting scouting staff has done over the past couple of years in terms of, you know, building up the pipeline, building up the stockpile of prospects that we have, and we have a lot of different guys to look at, and a lot of guys that, you know, are crafting their stories within this organization here early on in the early days. Like, gone are the days of watching these tournaments and we're like oh, okay i really only care about zegris like oh okay i really only care about drysdale or like hey like i'm really only watching you know whoever mm-hmm. you know you got guys like mctavish we're watching everybody's interested in what olin zellweger's doing you got you know guys like luno and warren that are curious you got guys that potentially have a very good shot of making this team this year and jacob perot and Braden tracy you know guys like regenda guys like you know the the college guys like McLaughlin, you know, there's a whole lot, there's a lot of different reasons to tune into these things now as a Ducks fan. And it's fun because, you know, it just, it just creates a much more dynamic 
engaging experience in this. And I, I find it a lot of fun watching for all these guys, you know, and, and, and geez, like we totally forgot to mention, but Pavel Minchikov looked fantastic in this entire tournament. He looked yeah. great. And it's just, it's, and being able to see that right away, you know, not even, I'd say not even two months after he was drafted. It's fun. I love these sorts of tournaments. I, I totally geek out over him. I know everybody's kind of like, oh, it's a rookie tournament. Why are we putting any stock into this? Well, I mean, we're not putting all the stock in the world into this. Nobody's making any full final slam the gavel down. You know, like yeah. no one's making any concrete judgments or concrete opinions over a three game rookie tournament in the middle of September, but yeah, it's still it's fun, fun to follow. Yeah, it's fun to follow. You see guys you've never really maybe seen live before. You kind of see how these guys have maybe, you know, made changes to their game versus what we're seeing in junior over the years. So, yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. And I I was not able to catch the third game, but I did watch the first two games. And that was – I enjoyed myself. It was fun. Yeah. And, I mean, we was, haven't seen the Ducks on the ice since, like, April. So, leave yeah, it alone. Yeah, it, it was fun for the <laughs> it, was, it was fun for the Ducks to be back. And if you're – Somebody who's on Twitter, like, I can't believe people are caring about this. Why why are we giving these guys credit? They haven't even played an NHL game. Shut the fuck up. Like, just stop. No. Just go eat a soft cracker and go to bed. Seriously. Like, <laughs> my God. Soft like, it's getting cracker. to the point where, like, I'm seeing on Twitter now, it's like certain people, and I think they know who they are, are like, it's getting to the point where people are, this certain group is, like, so has got back themselves into this corner where like anytime any sort of positive prospect talk is brought up they just have to jump in and be like oh well they've never played an nhl game why are you talking positive about them we'll never know like why are you saying this was a good trade we haven't seen what these picks will be yet it's just like dude at what point does it just become stale to just constantly be on the side of the argument where, oh, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. Picks in the past have never, you know, certain picks have, in the past have never worked before. Why is this one supposed to be any different? It's like, if that is the route and stance you take every single time when you're evaluating any, any individual prospect, any group of prospects, it loses you lose a lot of credibility because you don't look at anything subjectively. You don't look at any like differences in players, differences in play style, different situations. Like the dudes that are comparing McTavish to Richie, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a very lazy stance and it's a very lazy argument to make. And he's wearing the same number Connor. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like I like, and, and, these people will be like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, I I was right about, you know, oh, we were right about Sam Steele not being anything. Why were people excited over Sam Steele? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, I kind of compare it to fishing. It's like, dude, like I can say, I can predict you're not going to catch a fish on the very first cast you make. But I can't, claim genius when you very likely don't catch a fish on the first cast like that's ridiculous like i'm not like i'm not a fishing guide because i just predicted you're not going to catch a fish on the first cast like that's not that's not how this works and if like i just don't understand why we can't give these young guys credit yes they have not played most of these guys have not played in nhl games yet no one is denying that no one's saying that oh they are concrete 
NHL players now. We're just evaluating what we've seen from them up to this point. And that's okay. It's okay to talk about prospects that way. And it's okay to talk about them positively, even though they haven't <laughs> done anything in the NHL yet. That's an okay thing to do. Well, if you have a problem with that, like I, I, I genuinely don't know what to tell you. And I don't like, if you're just going to hate every prospect that comes up, like, I don't, I don't understand what the point in being a fan is. Like, I know, me, like, what, what's the point? I of just even don't watching? get it. Like, like, are we allowed to be excited about anybody? Like, can we, can no player be judged until they're 30? <laughs> because they haven't, we don't know what they're going to do yet. Like, come on. Like, well, on the hockey of tomorrow show, Twitter spaces last week, I already said that Zegers is going to get to 100 points this season. So, okay. All right. <laughs> Starting like that, Chris. Positive affirmations, baby. <laughs> right, right. Even if I, I'm gonna sound everything. so stupid because he ends with like 49. <laughs> Just manifesting everything. Yeah. You're not accounting for the zegression. Come on, Chris. <laughs> no such thing with him. Sorry. Well, somebody already <laughs> predicted that last season, and look how that turned out. We had a second place. Yeah, I mean, he's already gonna have more up, goals. A runner-up Calder finish. He's so. gonna beat a. He's gonna yeah. beat Gretzky in total total goals in year four. So yeah. <laughs> Someone make a stupid prediction about McTavish, then maybe he'll like win the Calder. So somebody, yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, in other Ducks news, we uh, have our new beat writer. The OC register and Lisa Dillman taking over for Elliot Tiford. Uh, yep. And the end, of it, the end of an era. The end we of an era. Wow. Truly miss his three word tweets. And I was truly, yeah. I was truly shooketh to my core when I received that news. In case you missed it, we were <laughs> shook. <laughs> FYI, I was shook. But you know, bringing Lisa in is going to be a great move for the beat in general just because she's a quality journalist and yeah she's, she's already really given good. us our, our our first scoop and apparently the baby that jamie drysdale <laughs> was holding at the meet and greet he did so not very well so you know um maybe we yeah. need jamie to Dr- have them jamie drysdale it. jamie drysdale bust can't hold a baby <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. apparently apparently drysdale was flustered but recovered nicely and the baby is only two months old Maybe so, the, uh, uh, correct, he's able to correct his own mistakes. That bodes well going forward. <laughs> able to get himself out of a jam. Did he almost drop it or what? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but honestly, who whoever's baby that was, what are you thinking? <laughs> Maybe instead of doing outreaches like building playgrounds, the Ducks should just volunteer at a daycare for a day. Oh, God. Well, in other news uh it's actually broke this morning via elliot friedman just tweeting out the aav but nathan mckinnon signs a eight-year extension with the colorado avalanche at 12.6 million dollars a year there's a shitload of money fuck ton of money i mean (laughs) i i found it funny that friedman just literally was like a five-word tweet and all it said (laughs) was mckinnon uh mckinnon extension 12.6 12.6 million and it's just like oh cool thanks elliot <laughs> and just you know of course everything blows up from there but that's there what is- I, that's what i love about hockey beat writers when like trades go down like you look at like adrian wajanowski in the nba and like every like watch bomb is like this huge giant paragraph with like big explanations and like mm-hmm. the trade super details 
like if Connor McDavid gets traded in a year, it'll be like CM97 to ANA <laughs> from Elliot Freeman. McDavid, right. like, not in warm ups. <laughs> no point in warm ups. <laughs> I just like to think of like Elliot sitting there, just like staring like at the button, just like looking at his phone, like I should just hit it right now. <laughs> But it's like he takes like a draw from a cigarette, just like here we go, and hits fucking sand, and just you know it must be cool being able to break stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think the thing I love about Elliot Friedman, it's like him and Merrick on Thirty Two Thoughts do a lot of not so much reflecting on like what they do for a living, but you know it it really seems like Elliot tries to be as courteous as he can be. Mm-hmm. so he's not you know like overstepping boundaries of like a local beat guy or a source saying hey don't don't put this out there like he at least tries to be vague with things if he knows something yeah but mm-hmm. it must be cool to just be able to you know wake up on a random tuesday and be like okay i'm about to set twitter on fire <laughs> slap your dick on the table like taylor hall <laughs> taylor hall for adam larson the trades one for one motherfuckers <laughs> But I mean, talk about a guy that deserves all the money and probably still is somehow underpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The the Colorado Avalanche are not going away for a long time. Nope, and no, they're not. They're it's gonna, gonna suck. Good. But they're gonna be very I, good for a long time. At least they're in our division. Like positives, I guess. They're gonna yeah. have to trade away have... someone eventually, though. To make no, the they will. Work. But I mean, another year or two. I mean, they're still gonna be fucking incredible. I mean, yep. look at Tampa. They win two cups back to back, and they had to do some juggling and lost some key guys, and they made it to another cup final. Like, good teams find ways to stay good. And I mean, getting guys like Evan Rodriguez, will Galchenyuk work out on the PTO they signed him to? Maybe, maybe not. But like, he's still in the league. You yes. know, he was on the Coyotes last year, Lou. Oh, well, I want him to stick somewhere. I like him. But like, you know, good GMs and good management are going to go out of their way to find guys like that and be able to keep your team afloat. And I mean, the fact that you have McKinnon, Landeskog, McCarr, and I think Rantanen still has some term on his contract. The the fact that that core four stays together is just wild. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not going to have problems for a while with those four locked up. No, sir. It's not like you have to do this, like, insane build around those guys. Like, that core is good enough where it's like, I mean, they can – you put a couple decent pieces around you and they're just going to carry you. You know, it's going to be – they're going to be a problem for a while. The Central and pretty much the entire Western Conference is going to go through Colorado. Like, you want to get out of the West, you're going to have to go through Colorado. At mm. least for the next two years, you're not going to have to go through Edmonton until we until we are proven otherwise. Vegas, I uh, no. <laughs> they're they're arguably worse. Yeah, and they're wearing those Algaris, damn gold Algaris. jerseys now. We'll see. Yeah. Well, speaking of Calgary, we have to pour one out for Sonny Milano. <sighs> the, the dream <sighs> may be dead for a while, but the Calgary Flames sign Sonny Milano to a PTO. Again, good good teams are gonna find talent out there and 
find ways to improve their team when, you know, the means aren't exactly there. And fuck, what an offseason for the Flames. Just keeps getting better. I mean, nothing's set in stone until he makes the team, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take extreme circumstances for him to not make the Flames. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that it took this long for him to be signed, like, somewhere. Because it's a PTO. He's not officially on the team yet, but... It took a while for anyone to really get him, which is weird. I don't really understand it, but... I don't know how the Flames were like, yeah, we'll do it now. And they didn't do it like a month ago, but <laughs> I think you get to maybe that he'll point. Blow, maybe he'll blow it and then he comes back. I know. I was about to say, am I a bad person for hoping that maybe he doesn't make it? And, <laughs> and then maybe Sabotage, he comes back. Sabotaging his PTO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like there's always kind of been this weird thing with him where People say that he was a head case or he has problems that GMs aren't exactly wanting to have as part of their locker rooms environment. But if, if GMs have taught us anything, does character really matter? Look, look at, look at the Oilers who, who are next on our list of signing Jake for to a PTO, which was of course, very polarizing yesterday. Uh, I believe it's, it was yesterday when it happened, right? I think so, yeah. You know, it, it's a bad yeah. look when he sucks, and that's not the worst reason that you signed him to the PTO. Yeah. Yeah. And, bad you know, look. we're not going to get into the details of why it's a bad idea because that could be explained for a long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but can, it you just can, you can you can look those up. The listeners can look up all those details for yourself. They're very easy to find. Not our place to it, discuss that here. So, yeah. It just, it, it, you know, Vander Kane was one thing with the Oilers, and, you know, that, that's been beaten like a dead horse. But it's just like they're finding everybody that has some baggage. And they mm-hmm. just keep piling on and on. And it's not like they have a guy that's going to come out and say, hey, you know what? We're giving this guy a chance. And it sucks because you want to see guys like your captains or your captain in this case speak out and say something about, hey, you know, like we, we're trying to cultivate something here and we're trying to make this environment a positive one and instead it's oh well he's gonna give us a chance to win and that's what we look for in a guy and it's like everybody's dream in the nhl is to win like Mm -hmm. this isn't a league of you know what today or this season i hope i hope we go you know 41 and 41 (laughs) every guy wants to win the cup every you know let's just lose that's an afterthought (laughs) but like I don't know. It just, it it bugs me because it's like, it's just the Oilers being the Oilers at this point. There's a difference between we'll do anything to win. And then this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like this is like, this is prioritizing winning over basic human values, which it just blows. 
says a lot about the organization as a whole. I mean, you know, like Jake said, they clearly showed they don't care with Evander Kane. So, yes, yeah. this is surprising, but it almost shouldn't be. You yeah. Know? And it just it blows my mind that a team with like the two two of the best players in the entire world <laughs> can Need be so to easy this, to hate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly not. No. Yeah. Outside of them being in the Ducks division, that's easy to hate them already. But like, I respect, um, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle for what they what they bring and everything. They're very fun to watch. But that team is so easy to hate. So easy. Yep. Well, there's just always something going on that distracts from the on ice product. It mm-hmm. seems like every year it's something with the Oilers where it's either, oh hey, they signed this guy. Like, didn't they have the guy that broke McDavid's? clavicle on the team like two yeah, seasons ago or three was seasons that? ago it was it was benning wasn't it was it benning i don't was i don't it? remember who that was but like you know they're like oh well you know there might be some animosity in the room and the guy played like two games for the oilers and then was a condor the rest of the year yeah but it's like they do stuff just it takes away what's going on with the team because it's like a fucking circus I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so, you know, what guy that has baggage is going to be next? Yeah. You know, are we going to see the deadline move for Tony D'Angelo this year? Like, <laughs> that, that just that just perfects the, you know, the fucking triangle there. Mm-hmm. But, like... They're never... Yeah. Sorry, Jake, go ahead. No, it's just... You know, I don't want to ramble, but it's like <laughs> every fucking year it just seems like it's something of just, okay, they take one step forward and it's like, okay... Yeah, cool. They're going back to they're getting rid of those ugly ass jerseys. Yeah. It's hard to say that that's a good thing because you know when when you're bringing up when the opposite side of the coin is yeah they signed this guy that just you know was in court for some pretty serious allegations like mm-hmm. like fuck I want to be happy that you're bringing back cool jerseys not the <laughs> fact that I have to be mad that you're bringing back a guy that probably shouldn't well shouldn't be playing in the NHL. Yeah, and I want to know the reasoning really behind it because he played in the KHL and he sucked. Hey, when you can get the 287th leading scorer in the league, you have to do it, Chris. <laughs> I saw that tweet it. too many times yesterday to know who tweeted it first, but it was Ow. a very good tweet. <laughs> 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 well, before we get any... Before I get more flustered, we should move on. I say, I, I think I'm the only one sitting here mad at my screen right now. <laughs> it's turning red. <laughs> but in other Pacific Division news, the Kings stay doing good things, which makes me sad. Um, <laughs> they signed Sean Dersey finally to a two-year contract. I don't. It was just a normal contract because he was up. Yeah, I. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was an RFA. That's right. Okay, I'm yeah, just so making sure years, I wrote that right in my notes. Yeah, so two years, three point four mil, one point seven a eighty. I'm surprised it took this long, but this definitely has Rob Blake moving at a snail's pace. Uh, vibes to it. Kind of seems to be how he does things, but. Yeah, you know typical, that- I mean, I mean, typical Kings move as we've seen, you know, the past year or two, you know, moving a little slow, as Jake said, for sure. But, you know, it's a it's a tidy 
it's a tidy bit of business here locking up locking up jersey who's a, who's a player that i really like i think i i think he's a pretty damn good player um i honestly thought that he'd maybe be wanting a little bit more than two years i'm shocked that they were able to get him for only two years but yeah well uh i mean i mean we'll see where this goes kings continue to keep locking up their young talent and uh yeah it's man it's gonna be i feel like in a year two three years man this ducks kings rivalry is gonna be very bitter once again is it gonna be back and very quickly we're both gonna be very good at the exact (laughs) same time again and it's gonna be exciting and it's gonna be annoying too we're probably gonna want to (laughs) rip we're probably gonna want to rip all of ryan's luscious hair off and his doppelganger yes (laughs) so we met at brewery x But I mean, like looking at it, you know, looking at like their cat friendly, they have like Bjorn Fots up next year. Byfield has two more years. Kaliev has two more before their RFAs. Uh, Lemieux off the books. Trevor Moore's a UFA next year, but like everybody's locked up kind of around the same time. So like it's, it's calculated for sure. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of been the king's way as of late um but yeah it's it's gonna be a fun time for our two teams like it really is gonna get nasty again which i mean i kind of feel like that ducks kings rivalry has been very dormant lately and it's just because we've both been kind of bad um those games where we were either winning or losing six five Mm-hmm. Both at the bottom of the standings were fun, <laughs> but it's going to be nice to have meaningful hockey between the two teams again. Yep, get ready, bozos. The freeway face off is back. Coming at get you ready. live. <laughs> <laughs> um, also in the West, uh, the Sharks settled their grievance with Evander Kane. So they essentially pay him out the remainder of his salary for the year and take the cap hit along with it. And if I remember what I was reading correctly, them having to take on the cap hit um, goes back or reverts to last year. So they technically finished the year over the cap, which I don't know if they get penalized for that or if it's just, hey, you you were over. That's bad. You're not allowed to do that. Um, Maybe. I really can't say, but, you know, more more bullshit we don't need to talk about but yeah it's nice to finally see it done because it was getting exhausting having to read like that was continuing to go on and on and on yeah it's like at that point if it really was something they couldn't do on their part just swing the hammer down and be done with it but but hey at least the sharks have new jerseys right Yes, very cool new jerseys. They're very teal, very, very, very tealy. I didn't like that they had the barracudas or the the baby sharks wearing last year's jerseys with with the the new pants and the new helmets because the two shades are not the same color. (laughs) But yeah, it was a rookie showcase, so we can't bag them too much. Yeah, I see it as they probably want the the actual guys on the team to wear it first before mm-hmm. the rookies yeah, but it makes sense yeah i don't know it was kind of weird <laughs> felt very beer league like 
I like that they brought the um the fin shoulder patch back. Yeah. Instead of having like seven sharks logos on their entire uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The big shark on the front, and you got sharks on the shoulders and the pants and the helmet. It's like Jesus Christ. Like the fin looks Pretty nice. Shark, bro. Fuck. <laughs> I like how their whole thing is no more orange, but there's orange on the collar. Yeah, it's on the inside though. You can't see it. Uh, okay, as long as it's not get, get you. <laughs> as long old as it's not logo like would fit better. Old old one. Like the original one. The nineties one. The one that yeah. looks like a torpedo. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, as long as they don't have piano keys on the inside like fucking Nashville, we're fine. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, they have that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Since the Adidas jerseys came out, they their call the insides of their collars are piano keys. Yep. Stupid. Look it up, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, rounding out the uh Pacific Division news in the uh Metro Prediction episode. Um Elliot Friedman with some little nuggets on 32 thoughts this week uh, had kind of assumed that Nick Hague skating in Vegas was a sign that he was close to a new deal with the Golden Knights, but that does not seem to be the case uh, because Vegas has no money, which, you know, checks out. Uh, but the, the other interesting nugget was he was under the assumption that Nolan Patrick maybe considering retirement this off season and it doesn't seem like the case as of right now, but what a sh- really shitty situation. Yeah. Like you really sucks. got to feel for him because he's 24, 25. And I was about to look it up to make sure, but yeah, super, he's... super tough that he's even, I mean, even if he doesn't decide the fact that it, even if he chooses to not retire, the fact that he's even having to contemplate that at 25 years old, that's just, it's unfortunate, yeah. man. It that's sucks to see. I mean, and for a guy who was the first, uh, second. the second overall pick, second yeah. overall pick. Yeah. I mean, for a guy who was a top two pick in the draft, like, I mean, fuck, man, you just, you just hate to see that. Yeah. Looks like he just turned uh, 24. Which is even worse. He's not like even the 25, fa- man. Fuck. That, 20, oh, that. oh he, he turned 24 literally yesterday. Jeez. Damn. That, that's rough. Yeah, um, that really sucks, dude. You know, I wish him all the best because head injuries are not fun, especially yeah. especially at the level and pace of play that the NHL players play at. Like you're you're not getting crushed with the soft hit. Um yeah. that head trauma is ridiculous. I mean, I got hit in the mask last night by another adult playing fucking bronze league and i bitched all morning because my head was hurting i can't imagine (laughs) having you know repeat concussion after concussion from hits from you know just plays going awry like that it's just it's the nature of the sport but it's it's really really shitty and you know like you never want to see guys that young have issues like that so you know Best best wishes to Nolan Patrick because yeah, he may play doesn't... for a team we dislike, but you know, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't get to that point where he has to retire. But I mean, if he does, hopefully he uh, he can stick around the game in some some way. Yeah, at least at least do something because having your career taken away from you like that so early is just 
it's devastating for guys like that because mm-hmm. you, know, you work your whole your whole childhood your whole formative years trying to get to that point and finally reaching it having it taken away because uh your body not being able to handle it's just it's rough yeah well before we get into the rest of the episode we just wanted to plug our network like we always do always uh find our stuff over at the hockey focus the uh, family keeps growing i think in the last week they added what another three podcasts another two or three yeah i thought i saw and they added another one today i think so we uh, just yeah yesterday yesterday they added another one the oh, network okay. just keeps growing so uh yeah you can follow us at our socials our twitter or instagram at, at late arrivals pod follow the other hockey focus podcasts um can be found on their website there is a nice drop down list of all of the shows and there's 13 of us now in the hockey focus network so that's fun so in an effort to uh get things out on a more uh normal schedule uh, i will try and have the blog out once this episode is posted probably around thursday if uh probably going to get around to editing tonight and maybe releasing in the morning again. Cause that Wednesday night or that Wednesday morning release last week was, that was weird. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was weird, but uh-huh. it also seemed like a better day than our usual Thursday release. So mm-hmm. maybe we try another week, see if we trend same direction, but you know, we like um, being spontaneous and keeping everyone on their toes. Yeah. And uh, make sure you leave us a rating and review on, wherever you are listening to this we've gotten some uh, more ratings lately and we want some more reviews i want to read more reviews <laughs> <laughs> so i think as of last week we were at four and a half stars on spotify yeah i believe that's what i sent you guys yep so it's cool let's to see up we... to five people let's go <laughs> up to five come on we're cool to... two on apple on apple yeah but it's cool to see that uh, we're still still chugging along, still going strong, 13 episodes in. But yeah, you know. Yeah, do those things for us if you like us. Do what we say, please. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting into other random news from around the league. Uh, another thing that kind of caught everybody off guard was uh, Blake Wheeler being stripped of the captaincy in Winnipeg. And my uh, God, it seems like the Jets are more of a mess than everybody thought. So we will start the PLD to Anaheim rumor again. Let's get the hashtag <laughs> trending because uh, it's only a matter of time. Dude, fuck that. Give me Kyle Connor to Anaheim, dude. Give me Nick Ehlers to Anaheim. <laughs> fuck PLD. <laughs> But the D and du- in the the D and PLD no. stands for ducks. Nope, it stands for <laughs> Kyle Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, you know something just random that decided to to drop last week. Um, Friedman talked about this on Thirty Two Thoughts as well, and I found the conversation very interesting because. He mentioned how at the height of Winnipeg being a contender, you know, back in 2018 when they made it all the way to the conference final against the Jets, um, or against the Jets, against the Knights, um, 
it was almost like the Jets had this thing going where like they were in the same boat as Columbus, where players were wanting to go to Winnipeg. Like there, it was a it was a destination to sign. You know, they had guys like Bufflin that signed long term, Shifley signed long term, and now all of a sudden, you know, there's reports of the locker room being very tight and almost like the leadership was kind of picking on people and being bullies, which the whole mean girl situation up in Winnipeg, (laughs) very, very drama filled. Um, But he said, you know, it was weird because you, you assume one thing guys to a place that doesn't so much have a bad rap, but isn't a favorable destination for guys, you know, a lot of guys don't like signing in Canada because of the taxes included and how the, ex- mm-hmm. you know, the exchange rates a little different, but like, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like Wheeler's been around long enough that like, he's one of those guys that would have just been a captain until he retired. Yeah. But from the sounds of it, it, it sounds like the jets had been contemplating this for a while and, when they hired bonus bonus stepped in and just was like, Hey, we need to, we need to do this. And <laughs> I mean, given the guy who hasn't even coached the game yet, that power says a lot about kind of where shovel day sees their team, but just an odd thing to do before the season's getting ready yeah. to start. Yeah. It'd be different if it was, I mean, it's, it's still weird to do anyway, like, like that, but if it happened in like maybe June, yeah, like if it happens after the season ends, mm-hmm. you know, after yeah, if you don't make the playoffs again or, you know, just an overall kind of eh year, like it makes yeah. sense, but but like camp is opening soon and you're just going to be so awkward. <laughs> yeah, Welcome like Wheeler, guys. Yeah, like Wheeler Wheeler probably showed up to camp and they're like, "Hey buddy, guess what?" <laughs> no scene. Like well, and to do that and to do that and then to come out and be like, "Oh yeah, we removed his captaincy, but uh, we promise there's no issues or like whatever he said. Like, so we just want a little different direction. Like, all right, man. Like, okay. It's, it's going to be a, a fun drama series. Saw how that worked out in San Jose when yeah. they did the yeah. same thing. So. Yeah. But <laughs> get 82 episodes of the Winnipeg Jets drama series on Hulu. Like, it's like the end of uh, Animal House and Kevin Bacon's standing there going, all is well. <laughs> remain calm all is well (laughs) um from chris's neck of the woods we talked a little bit about it on our twitch stream on saturday uh the coyotes are brainstorming watch party ideas or events outside the mullet arena for fans who cannot attend games as the prices are a little high i'm so excited i know you said that you're your hopes were crushed a little bit, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at the ticket prices right now for the... Um, I'll look for the... Okay, the Coyotes home opener, October 28th. It's against the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> so we're going, standard, to, we're, going to, we're going to Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> standard, <laughs> standard ticket for that game, $245. Jesus Christ. <sighs> um... You know, the Ducks are here twice. I'll look at the – I'll tell you the price of that one really quick. January 24, the cheapest is 140 right now uh, per ticket. So, 
<laughs> I'm I'm happy to hear about these watch parties outside. Um, I don't know how it's gonna look, but you know, um, uh, I heard that it's gonna be some kind of like festival type atmosphere thing. So I don't know if they're gonna have like a big screen out there outside the arena where you can kind of hang out, maybe have like a food truck situation and. That'd be I think that'd cool. be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool to do. Um, if they do have that type of thing, I'll probably be at that more than an actual like game. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to try to get this on. I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, if anything, the watch parties will be sweet. And then I guess you're just going to be seeing me at a lot of college hockey games this season. <laughs> um. Hey, yeah. live hockey is live hockey. Yeah, I, I love college and, uh, hockey, Chris so it's all good. Friends. Chris going to become best friends with Bucci. Yeah, there you go. I already won his shirt. I showed you the shirt I won from him, right? I won the same shirt, remember? Oh, yeah, you Let's did. Do a cadre goal. I got a, I got a tank top. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going right. to go to midstream, but. Uh-huh. You, know. <laughs> you guys, you guys should... see the logo for center ice that they're using this year? Yeah, the it's like. Pitchfork, yeah, half pitchfork, half Kachina. Looks that pretty was, interesting. That was part of the original plan, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Sure was, but a lot of people that can't read didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anywho, um, I was gonna say, Connor, um, you should come out here for an ASU hockey game. Uh, Minnesota State is gonna be here. Oh, and I know you got some buddies there, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot. I think it's in roll. It's either in November or December. Roll Mavs, baby. Let's go. <laughs> We're coming out. See, now I need to get an ASU jersey, and then you can come in like your you can get like a Minnesota State jersey and we can fight outside. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not light, even from Minnesota. Didn't even go there. Like <laughs> lightsaber fight with two hockey sticks just in, in front of the parking lot. <laughs> Live on Periscope, no words, just fighting. <laughs> <laughs> just Jenny in the background yelling, own that freak, own that freak. <laughs> e glass, Connor. <laughs> <sighs> well, this last half of the episode must have been uh teams that confuse us because the flyers continue to be weird and doing things that don't make sense. Um I mean yesterday. Was it Sir? It was Sir Volley. He reported that they may lose Sean Couturier to a herniated disc for upwards of like half the season after mm-hmm. he was reported and said that he could, he was going to be healthy going into camp. Yeah. So, you know, starting off strong there. Um, okay. No one knows where Ryan Ellis is still. Apparently, he's still missing in action. So I feel like he's a. Uh, He's ridden off into the sunset like Dustin Bufflin has just disappeared. I don't blame him. Uh, and then someone wrote an article about Tony D'Angelo being the heart and soul that the team needed, which is just funny on many levels. Oh, and maybe. it seems like they, they're still horny for being tough guys and trying to be the Broad Street Bullies again, which... Ooh, the H word. I mean, that's... Good on them, I guess. They're not going to win many games doing it, but I don't know, man. Man, it, Between... they, they feel like the team this offseason, that's like everything they've done. It's just like, well, why did you do that? 
Like, yeah. Like between them and uh, between the Flyers, Jets, even the Sharks, and I'm sure there's other teams in there, but like just there's so many teams that are going to be fun and interesting to watch just for like the chaos, not even what's going on like in the standings. <laughs> just for stupid things so sorry i read i read the group chat yeah (laughs) i wanted you guys i wanted you guys all to live react to that (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) what the hell's laughing like that that was jake (laughs) no that was lou that was lou god Lou, if you need a moment, mute and go walk around. I've never heard that laugh before. That threw me off. It's God. Imagine, imagine, imagine that's our live stream caption. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it on the, on the, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I, I don't want this to end at 13 episodes, so we, we, we won't name it that, but yeah. it's so funny because you guys are never going to know what I said. So cool. Uh, well i guess this is a perfect segue into our predictions for the metropolitan division because i'm pretty sure all of us are going to have the flyers in last oh yeah we're doing that (laughs) spoiling it (laughs) uh well do we want to do like we did last week and just have us all go one by one or should we make this a group effort and all agree on one we can do it uh, as a group. Did you guys? Did you guys list mine off last week? What did we do last week? We just listed them uh, off. Sweet. Yeah, we went. We went one by one, like one through eight. Oh, we're good. gonna. Yeah. Did anybody have any disagreements with mine? Um, I think I we were surprised at the Senators at four. Oh yeah, baby. We Two. also had said that they were kind of like the sleeper team with the Sabers to mm-hmm. maybe make the playoffs. Yeah. All in I mean, on I the had, Sens. All, all in on the Sens this year, dude. I had the Lightning at four. So. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. If anything, Chris was the, Chris was the yeah. weird one of the bunch. I don't remember yeah. what I said. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think my Metro predictions have anything super bold like that, but we'll see. Well, you know what? Just for the sake of chaos, let's do individually. Let's go. Oh. Who's starting? I, I can go first if you guys want. Go ahead. All right, Jakob. Jakob. So I think one, two is going to be interchangeable. I feel like it's either going to be Ranger Canes. I'm going to lean more towards the Canes just because they kind of they did the bolster the roster thing with just small, not so much small names, but like little, little deals here and there like kasha they got stastny didn't they um i think so um i mean patcheretti's gonna be out a while but i feel like that team's just gonna be even better when he comes back i mean they don't have jake gardner for the year or at least for some time because he's gonna be on ltir but i feel like they're good enough to where they're gonna kind of run away with the division early um feel like the rangers if they get off to a good start may give them a run for their money so i'm going to put those two if i had to make a solid choice i'm going to say carolina one rangers two i'm gonna say washington three okay i feel like Ken- i feel like kemper makes them better um i feel like columbus is going to be four 
I think my bold prediction for this is Columbus is going to be at least at the very least a wild card team, but I think they're going to be pretty good this year. I have Pittsburgh underneath them. Ooh, okay. So this is we have we have a disagreement here. Okay. Um, I have New Jersey at six, Islanders at seven, Flyers at eight. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have the same final, the same last two there in the same order. Islanders, Flyers. Okay. All right. I'll go next. I got the New York Rangers winning the Metro in the first spot. I have the Hurricanes in second. And Jake, here's where we disagree. I have the Penguins in third. Then I have the Capitals fourth, Blue Jackets fifth, Devils sixth. Islander seventh, and then the Philadelphia Flyers in last place. See, I, I know counting out the Penguins is a bad idea because the Mark Donk effect, but it's kind of like Tom Brady. Like I just, I just can't say they're not going to make the playoffs until they prove me otherwise. So yeah, as yeah, long as they have I'm just Crosby, predict them to make the playoffs every year for the rest of my life. Yeah, until they don't. <laughs> as long as they have Crosby and Malkin, they're going to make it just about every year. It's not even that; they just like always find a way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of annoying. Like they'll lose players, and then you'll hear about some guy named like Bob McBoberson, and he scores like yeah. forty goals. <laughs> Buzz Flibbit and Mark. Dunn. Yeah, just random dudes, and they just they they fill spots and they score goals, and it's like, all right, man. Some guy from Wilkes-Barre will be the starting goalie, and he'll be ten and zero after the first week of the season. It's just He's like, like forty eight okay. years old. Yeah, just some random guy. They're like some steel worker they pulled off the street they're like hey you look tough you put on these pads and he's you know 10 and 0 we saw you putting beams up there and we saw you take a fall how do you feel about being an nhl goaltender all right who are your picks chris boy it's kind of hard um that's what she said <laughs> i'll go i'll go rangers win the division um Hurricanes second, but I think they're really close. I think it will be like a Rangers Hurricanes race for the division all the way until like March. It'll be and it'll one be close. Team falls off the map. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be close to the end. I think between the two. Now three is where I'm having a hard time, but I think uh, Jake, you said Washington, right? Yeah, I had Washington. And then Connor, three. you said Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to say third place will be uh, the Blue Jackets. Ooh, oh. And then fourth, I'll say Pittsburgh. I kind of want to say the Devils will end better than Washington. Interesting. So Devils fifth, then I think okay, that means. And then uh, Capitals six, Islanders seven, Flyers eight. That's really off the board. Holy shit. Hey, man. Gotta hey, keep got it spicy. Keep it spicy. Keep it interesting. Level five spice. What you feeling, Lou? Um, hold on. I got to look up who's even in the division. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Hold Come on, on Lou. <laughs> um, Hurricanes one, Rangers two, Blue Jackets three. Uh, Pittsburgh four, 
um, Devils 5, Islanders 6, Flyers 7th, and fuck Washington, so they're 8th. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for Lou to... Have you guys ever seen that uh, that TikTok of the guy? He's like, these are all the lists of the men that I want to date my, date my mom and become my new stepdad. And then it like transitions over and he goes, and coming in absolutely dead fucking last is my stepdad, Terry. So I was <laughs> expecting Lou to start off just going dead fucking last, the Capitals. So I didn't know where I didn't know where, where he was going with it at first. It took me until about maybe fifth place in the division where I, where I finally <laughs> figured out where the Capitals were going. <laughs> well, if, if anything, it just means that. Sorry, um, <laughs> Sorry, He's <laughs> just going to have to feel Heather's wrath at this point. Yeah, that's all right. We're well, now in two not... minutes in, Heather. Just, just skip it. <laughs> skip, the, skip this part. When you reach an hour into part. it, just skip it. Should have, should have warned her before you went, I guess. Uh, we like well. keeping things interesting with her. Because how do we get reactions out of her? Yeah, that's true. It's so funny. Getting reactions out of Heather is so fun. It's a fun game. See, but when you guys do it, you don't have to suffer consequences. Yes, I have exactly. to pick. I have to pick and choose when I do it because yeah. we've been dating for four years, and I don't want that to change. <laughs> Sorry, Yake. <laughs> Yake. Yake. Well, to get into our hockey three six five topic of the week, Lewis is going to love this one. Uh, but before we get into it, you know, follow our boy on Twitter. This is going to be a big season, retweeting all of his stuff. So we hope you guys are ready for uh, updates almost every single second because yep. I'm pretty sure one of us will be sitting on the account just retweeting everything. <laughs> but Follow he, him and give him love. His question to us this week is how big a deal of it is that Alex Ovechkin will very likely pass Gordie Howe this year for second all-times in goals? It's massive. I mean, I mean, the fact that anybody is even going to potentially get near Gretzky's record once, once he uh, once he passes Gordy Howe for second all time. I mean, I mean that's massive. And then even even on top of that, when he passes Gordy Howe for second all time, Gretzky has like an insane amount of people left, insane amount of people, insane <laughs> amount of goals left. Yeah, and it's wild because it's still within reason that he can pass Gretzky with how he just keeps churning out 30 plus goal seasons even into his mid 30s it's like holy shit yeah like this and could right happen and we could see one of the greatest records in sports broken yeah and it's, that's it's gonna be nuts and that's why it's a huge deal because i just don't think if ovechkin can do it it's not gonna happen again for a long long time like this is this is pretty crazy and to be able to watch it makes it that he makes it that much better and i think i think he does it you know not just how but i think he i think he catches gretzky right now he's at 780 uh gordy so how is he needs at, 22 to pass how yeah gordy how is at 801 so he just needs like you said uh 22 um and he's getting like what 40 40 to 50 a year so I mean, he's on pace to pass him easily within like the first, you know, two and a half months of the season. Um, and then Goretzky's at 894. So 
I mean, hey, once he gets to 800, I think he can. I think he can pass Gretzky within the next couple seasons as long as he can stay healthy and and continue to play at the pace he's playing because you know he's getting older and how old is he anyway? Like 30, 36. 36. So I mean, if he's, I'll be thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. I mean, so. he might, he might just be one of those Tom Brady type freak animals where he just plays until he does it, and he just like figures out a way to do it. Yeah, and you, you know, know, I mean, I could, I could easily see Ovechkin being of that mentality. You know, kind of, kind of yeah. cut from that same Tom Brady, insane warrior cloth. But yeah, we'll see, man. It, it, it's gonna be fun. Just yeah, being on the Gretzky watch. Cause say he only gets twenty goals this season and he's at 800 exactly he's 94 away if he can play three more seasons and average 30 goals a little over 30 you know he still gets there it's not like he he just yoggers it you know like yeah it's gonna be awesome if he can pull it off though i really think he's gonna um i don't know man it's nuts i just even if it gets to the point where he can't even skate anymore Just you know, have someone push him across the blue line and just have well, him look at what stand he does in his spot. Play. Just put him out there in the left yeah. side. Well, he does yeah, anyway. Put him in his spot and just let him Shit. wind up. As long as his shot doesn't exactly, go away, yeah. just keep him there. <laughs> just, just, just stand there, please. Look, yeah. just look pretty. <laughs> please, Alex. Please, Alex. Please. Do you so, think there's a chance? Know? Do you think there's a chance that uh, if he, not even if he does it, but just when he retires, do you think there's a chance that maybe the number eight could be retired league wide? Um, I don't think they do it. No. no. Yeah, no, I don't think leagues are going to do that for more than one person. You don't think so? You know, baseball, I got Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson. Mm-hmm. I think basketball. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm I not no a clue. basketball guy. I don't think <laughs> basketball. I don't think the, I don't think basketball in the NFL have an, a league-wide number retirement. I think hockey and baseball are the only ones, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that would happen. I mean, but who okay. knows? I mean, you never know. Yeah. So since his, since the, the lockout year, so 12-13, I believe, he has had a 32-goal season, a 51-goal, a 53, a 50, 33, 49, 51, 48, 24 in the COVID season, and then 50 last year. Yeah. So he's a little streaky of when he hits 50, but, I mean, the fact that he's hit 50, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different times since – 2012 2013 like he, he's got it in the bag it would take yeah like a career ending injury to not get there and i mean the dude's a freak yeah um an animal that, like that's the thing I, I don't think people understand is, is like until you see ovechkin in person like it's one thing to watch him on tv because he looks gigantic on tv but you see him in person and it's just like the dude's a tank He's fucking huge. Yeah. You know, my favorite, hold on, my favorite picture of all time, or like my favorite, one of my favorite hockey pictures of all time, is that picture of uh, Pierre Maguire interviewing Ovechkin before the Stanley Cup final. I'll send it in the chat right now. <laughs> the chain one with the beanie. But yeah, it's that one, Jacob. You want to share that on the screen? <laughs> I'll just make him. we'll make we'll make that the uh, episode picture this week. Yes, oh yes, please. Good call. Yeah. The NBA is retiring Bill Russell's number 6 league wide this year. Oh, okay. Well, okay, there you go. It's just it I I understand where 
where our pals coming from asking this because it's weird. It, it almost doesn't feel like a big deal. Um, yeah. Because it's just like he does it so consistently where he's scoring. And I mean, granted, it, it kind of feels like there's like two opposites in this scenario. Like he's chasing the record, but he plays consistently. So it's not like. It's not like you feel he's gonna he's gonna fall just short, but yeah. then you look on the opposite side of things and like Albert Pujols in the MLB right now is you know chasing because he's almost at eight hundred right Connor Pujols uh, is like two or three away some shit like that Ovechkin no 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 I, I, what I'm trying to say is like you have two sides of the coin where it's like Pujols on one hand. I mean, oh, all, oh I'm also, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's close yeah, to 700. He's... 700. That's what it was. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he might be like 47, you know, because his, his age is up for debate, um, which haunts me as an Angel fan. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that another day in therapy. But like, <laughs> you look at him going after a record like that, and like, there is very little gas in the tank left. And mm-hmm. clearly, you know, he's going to either pass it or he's not. And at that point, if he does it, he gets to it. It's cool. You know, it's going to be a historic thing for him. But like, he's at that point where dude's just fucking old, <laughs> where it's like Ovechkin's consistently getting there every year. And it's not, it's not. And this also could just be the NHL, not being great about promoting their stars because God knows that that's a real issue, but it's like, it's such a big deal now with Pujols. Like every time he's at bat, everybody's expecting like the, like the next one to come. Whereas with Ovechkin, it's just like, they, they count down when he's getting close to 50. Like, you know, when he starts getting in the 30 range of goals, everyone's like, Oh, you know, Ovechkin's going to do it again this year. And then that climb to 40, progressively gets more and more interesting and then 40 to 50 is like a a huge deal yeah but it's only a huge deal until he gets there and then it's just like oh okay he hit it and then it's just (laughs) back to okay you know carry on we we got it yeah so I, i i think that i think that when he passes it'll be more of a big deal because then there's just one hill to climb yeah like there's one last thing to jump whereas if he was lower on the chart i don't think anybody would care yeah just be like okay he's climbing and you you saw that over the years i mean i remember getting back into things and kind of being at the height of his fluctuations of like oh he just hit 50 but this year he regressed a little bit and only got 30 oh he must fucking suck now but (laughs) it's like it's not that big a deal when it's not attainable, but the fact that it's so close now needs yeah. to be a bigger deal. Yeah. And you know, I'm not even like a, a huge caps fan or like Ovechkin fan, but I am going to be so mad if he gets to the point where he's about to retire and he's like 10 goals away and then calls it quits and calls it quits. Yeah. Like that would be so annoying. <laughs> But um, the good thing with with Ovechkin is that as as of right now, he's not really showing any signs of slowing down. I mean, last year was really like the first bump. He had yeah injury yeah. problems, but it was like 
they were serious enough to where it's like, yeah, you don't want him going out there and trying to play through it, especially yeah. because you want him to come back and be that tank again to try and get 50 or 60 in a season. Yeah. And it's like, you know, cause a lot of people have been calling for him to really slow down for the past like three or four years. And it just really hasn't happened yet. I mean, for him not to really get there and maybe rethink trying to, or trying to push his career along further to get there, he would have to have like back to back or even like three straight years that are just bad where he can't yeah. reach like 20 goals. You know, when he has like Getzloff years at the end where he's only getting like nine, 10 goals, 12, 15, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, he's, a bit, I, he's a bit different of an animal than Getzloff. He's a, a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's, he's Russian too. So <laughs> got that Russian gas, baby. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the thing with the caps going forward has to be just if, if Backstrom's not going to play, you have to get the man a center that can get him the puck. Yeah. Because. Mm. At this point, if your window is slowly closing, just get someone that can get him the puck and let him chase. Like, let him score as many goals as he wants. Don't care about defense. You know, try and draw as many penalties as you can get and just let him rip fucking one-timers. Like, it's an easy formula to follow, but I feel like... You know they'll they'll find a way to keep the magic going if Backstrom isn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which that that's another thing. Like that's a very real problem that could happen because he's done a lot of this with Nick Backstrom and yeah, with his hip kind of pulling a Kessler on him. Who knows if Backstrom's going to be back? Because hips aren't anything to fuck with, and I mean, if Kessler's the warning of having a you know metal ball and replace your hip like that that shit scars you and yeah makes it hard so austin matthews to the washington capitals <laughs> you heard it here first from lap do not let elliot or kevin weeks take credit <laughs> <laughs> you have anything to say lou i know we're talking about your favorite player <laughs> that's cool Sorry. That's cool. <laughs> Do you think he passes how this year, Lou? He needs 22 goals. Probably. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Are you just here so you don't get fined? <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, Lou is very Lou's being held against Capitals. being held against his will to talk positively about a Washington Capitol. Convention. That's what I call him. What do you call him? Convention. You know how like they call Ronaldo Pin Pinaldo? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm Wilson's in Lou's house right now. Just Pinaldo. holding a gun to him. He is in his walls. <laughs> I'm Wilson's in your walls, Lou. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, transitioning to the best part of the episode we're getting into this week's listener questions and we got a mixed bag of stuff but i always (laughs) like to start off with the uh hockey related stuff since we are in fact a hockey podcast uh our our good old pal smoot asks us for our thoughts on the triple retirement today of zadeno chara keith yandel and pk suban Kind of feel like the Subban one was out of left field, but the writing yeah. on the walls was the fact that he's getting his own like TV show 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. PK's, um, PK's places, right. On ESPN plus, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yandel, I kind of felt like was a matter of time. It didn't seem like anybody was really interested in him, and you know, it sucks that the Iron Man streak ends there for him. But that just what was means... it at? Like nine eighty eight or something? It was something high like that. Um, but now that just means Phil Kessel is the uh, Ooh, spotlight on Phil the Thrill now. Full Iron Man. Mm-hmm. One last, uh, one last sad sock. <laughs> this is like a really long one. Just sock. Uh, let's see. ESPN as of today is saying nine eighty nine. Nine eighty nine. Damn. So very close to a thousand. Which for the era that he's played in, uh. It's tough on defensemen like him. I mm-hmm. can't really say I was much of a enjoyer of Keith Yandel because he was already kind of a veteran when I was getting back into watching hockey. But yeah, I mean, Yandel did surprise me a little bit today. Um, just a little. Chara did not. Um, and then yeah, PK was the big one for me. Like I, I definitely thought he was gonna get like a, a one year somewhere. I definitely did not think he was done playing. But um, I'm actually excited that he retired because I want to see him. You know ESPN's going to hire him. Yeah. He's going to be on the panel if it's, you know, if it's on ESPN or the ESPN plus Hulu stuff, or I don't know if he's going to be in the booth or anything like that, but he's going to be part of the NHL on ESPN, and I'm very excited for that. I think with Chara, the big thing was just it was cool to see him retire a Bruin. They yeah. at least let him go out that way. Yeah, um, he's been playing since 1996. Yeah, dude, he, had, he was since, drafted playing since before I was born. When he was drafted by the Islanders, I think that's when they had their fisherman. Yep, jersey. <laughs> I think I was four when he started playing. Connor yeah, and I he, both weren't born. Yeah, when he made his NHL debut, I was not. I was not alive. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. <laughs> yeah, I just joined a 30 club, so I'm with Chris now. Shut up. All right. Our fathers of the podcast. Fun times in Duckland. <laughs> that needs to be part of the podcast. That needs to be like the, the outro. The, the tagline. <laughs> well, next, uh, one of the questions we got from Twitter was from Barry. He asks, what are our, what are our thoughts on the next coaching hire for the Ducks? Rod the bod. Oh boy. <laughs> the bod. I don't even know because it's gonna depend on, you know, is Dallas Hickens let go in the middle of the season? Do does Papper Beak let the rest of the season or let the entire season ride out? And then in the offseason, he doesn't he chooses to not bring Egan's back. And then we're looking um, you know, next summer at a new coaching hire. You know, who knows what the coaching market's gonna look like at that time, what sort of firings and you know, that we'll see that'll have different guys off the board. So I don't, I, I mean, I don't know if I can really answer that question right now. There's no one that really jumps off the board at me that's available right now. So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think like it's the board, Carolina. Yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm still on the Claude available. Julian. I'm still on the Claude Julian train. Mm. Yeah. Claude Julian's one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. I think Travis Green doesn't have a job. Oh yeah. Mm. He was in, he was part of the, 
the process before or when we were talking about like getting Akins, right? Yeah. I I think in terms of like guys that have already been in the NHL, the list is slim pickings. Um personally I I I'm kind of enamored with the Claude Julian idea. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of see it from the light Connor does of I I think that I feel like Verbeek's really, really going to be lenient. Like, we can joke all we want about him firing Eakins midseason. I feel like it's going to take some, like, extreme circumstances for that to happen. Um, Just because he has come out and said, essentially, that Dallas hasn't had a full shake of things because of shortened seasons, you know, a mix of X, Y, and Z. And I kind of feel like he's going to really want to use that time to evaluate because we've said it how many times in the last, you know, like four or five episodes, like these moves that Verbeek's making really have like no risk attached to them. Cause yeah. if we're bad, we get assets for what we had and you know, we're kind of back at square one or we're good. And you know, it shows that Verbeek's, discernment of hey i need to give dallas a full shake of things like to really gauge where we're at um yeah do i think that we're gonna get to that point where we're all looking at him like oh you know he was a genius all along and it was the pandemic that stifled dallas eakins this whole time (laughs) i don't think we'll see that but at the same time like i don't know it's gonna take something crazy to be like hey it's november and the team's doing really bad so uh you can take your protein shakes and go home mr (laughs) Eakins. yeah um and barry trotz is available right but he's taken this year off i think yeah so i mean if they waited until next off season i mean he'd be available i don't really know how everyone feels about barry trotz but um Mm. I mean, Whatever the big happened... thing with him's always been defense, which wouldn't be terrible for a team that <laughs> yeah. isn't very defensive-minded nowadays. Um, but I think it comes down to, again to kind of seeing where we're at when the mm-hmm. dust settles and what Pat thinks. Because yeah. he hasn't given us a reason to not trust him yet. So Yeah, and it, yeah, it's it's hard with the coaching stuff right now just because – I mean, the season hasn't even started yet. Um, the coaches available right now could very easily change within the next two months. Um, but whatever happened to the the Swedish coach that we were always linked to, that Gron, is it Gron, Gronberg or something? Ricard Gronberg, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know he's, he's coaching in um, the Swiss National League right now. He's coaching the team that I like, the Zurich Lions. But I wonder whatever happened like to him being in the NHL. I kind of that... I kind of feel like it's just gonna take a team kind of taking a swing on a guy like him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a move Pat looks at. Maybe. I wonder if the Ducks would do something uh like that. Cause they kinda I mean it wasn't it wasn't Verbeek's choice, but they kind of did it with Akins. Yeah. I but... mean, it was easier to to be able to go into it and be like, oh well, it's easiest to hire someone internally that already yeah. knows and with the how process. successful he was with the, with our prospects in san diego it was pretty pretty easy to choose him as the next guy but 
I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing him like that unless something changed with, with Gromberg or something, but I thought I kind of liked him. So maybe, maybe his name comes back up in it. Who knows? I mean, well, we uh, wait for Connor to get back for the next one. Uh, speaking of the Swiss league, um, we forgot to mention it earlier in the episode, but the, uh, the ESPN, is it plus or is it just the regular ESPN coverage that's getting the SHL games? Um, I think it's ESPN plus. I haven't seen m- more about it though. Like a, uh, the Swedish hockey league tweeted it out and I clicked on the link and then it just kind of said what it had already said in the tweet. <laughs> Didn't really have any other information. Like, cause they, their season started over the weekend and I couldn't watch any of the games. So like on ESPN plus, so I don't know if they announced it last week and then it's going to start up soon. Maybe it's, it wasn't like mm-hmm. a right away thing. They have to get some things sorted out maybe. Um, but I've been trying to keep up with it and see what's up because I would really like to watch some, some Swedish hockey league games, but from what they said, ESPN has, has the rights to it, to the Swedish league for the 20, for this season, 20, uh, 2022, 23. Um, <laughs> we'll see when it starts, I guess. I don't know. I, I was, I wasn't able to watch this weekend. So it's going to be interesting to, because the commentary is going to probably be the commentary teams there. I don't think they would do like dubs or anything. You wouldn't think so. No, but I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting. Someone's going to click on one of those games and be like completely confused. <laughs> so, Hey, this is, this isn't the NHL. What's going on? <laughs> what did you do with my hockey? I mean, I, I just hope that it's on there soon because I enjoy the Swedish hockey league, like outside of, Outside of like North American hockey, I would say like the Swiss National League and the Swedish League are probably my two favorites. They I've are always, I've always wanted to. I know they're not SHL, but I've always wanted to get an Ice Baron jersey as like the, one of the. Uh, yeah, the German league's fun too, man. Like they got they got a lot of cool teams too. I like the uh, Wolfsburg Grizzlies. They're pretty sweet. I like the one team that it's like the angry looking penguin. Yeah, the th- the weird thing is in the German league they have two penguin teams. That's not fucking confusing at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <sighs> um, but yeah, I kind of I just like European hockey how they do the uh, how the crowds are in it a little bit more, you know, with like their, the chanting and the drums. The chanting, they're like tifos that they do like in soccer, and I don't know, it's 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 really cool, just like the 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 low hum of the crowd throughout the entire game and. I don't know. I've always said I feel like we're lacking that in North American hockey. Yeah, the uh, the Red Bull Salzburg game that I went to the, uh, yeah, the hockey dude. game when I was when I was in Austria that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, the crowd getting into it like they were that was that was a pretty awesome experience. Something something I'm definitely not used to, but that was that was a good time. Yeah, I want to I want to be part of something like that at some point. I would love to get to a, some games somewhere in Europe. It doesn't have to necessarily be the German league or swedish or anything like that but it'd be cool i mean i'd even go to the uh i'd even go to england and go check out like a game over there they got the elite ice hockey league and they got some cool teams so that seems like it'd be fun i'm proud i didn't have one thought about saying anything about the queen this week (laughs) (laughs) well moving on to our next question uh character development 
you know we're, we're all about <laughs> growth here but from our pal dalton uh how many ducks will have 40 plus points this season and who are they Troy terry what was that again read read Restate how many ducks will have 40 plus points this season and who will they be Zegers, Terry, Vetrano. Yeah. You think Maybe Ryan Strom gets there? Mm. Maybe. Uh, I'll say, yeah, I say he will. I'll say Zegers, Vetrano, Terry, Strom are probably the locks. If we're hovering around being a playoff team come deadline time, I say Klingberg. Ooh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yep. I if, think Fowler could easily really, be up there too. If things are really clicking, a couple of the defensemen might be close. Yeah, yeah, because Drysdale, that wouldn't be too surprising. If Mason McTavish is in the top six, he might get it. Yeah, yeah. If, if McTavish, uh, I mean, he should make the team out of camp, and then depending on how long he stays, he's definitely, he definitely could get there as well. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the four that you said, Connor. I would I would agree with that, and then. Like Jake was saying with defensemen, Klingberg can definitely get there. Fowler could probably get there. Drysdale, I think, was in the what? Wasn't he in the 30s last season? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he he could step up and with Klingberg on the team now and maybe him being able to relax into a smaller role like we've talked about before, he might be even more comfortable and he could possibly get to 40. And then I'll go off the board that no one has said yet, and I'll say uh, Max Comtois. I'll say um, he'll bounce back bounce this season, back. and uh, we'll see him at 40. So, I mean, what are we saying? Like six – are we <laughs> at six or seven players right now? Maybe we're a little too nuts, but – Like four like four locks and some guys kind of on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the, the name everyone's forgetting is uh, Kyle Connor as well. Trade deadline acquisition, Kyle Connor. Yes, yes. <laughs> well – Getting into our uh, more fun side of questions this week. Uh, Olivia had asked this one last week, but she said, if we had to make a four-person band from the current Ducks roster, which players are we picking? What instruments are they playing and why? I feel like, I feel like I'm having Max Jones on bass. I don't, know, I don't know why that just immediately came to me, but I'm going Max Jones on bass. I immediately had Zegers on the drums. I'm go- I'm going Zegers front man just because he's got that flair. Like he's kind of got that like Led Zeppelin Robert Plant hair kind of <laughs> looking thing. So we'll go Z Z front man, Jonesy on the drums. Oh no, I'm sorry, Jonesy on bass. I don't know. I feel like I feel like uh oh shit. I don't know. I feel like uh I feel like Henrique might have some rhythm to him. So so we'll go, we'll go, we'll go Henrique on the drums. And then guitar. Um, hmm. I don't know. I get a weird feeling that Sam Carrick can have some like weird underlying musical talent. So I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Sam Carrick on guitar. It's too bad we don't have Manson anymore because he yeah, can like sing. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that about that man. Zegris gives me very like pop punk vibes so i i I agree z is a front man 
Did you see the picture of him today wearing that Christina Aguilera shirt? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like like Shattenkirk is like a guitar guy. I feel yeah. like he, but see, I I feel like he's more like sit down with an acoustic, not like, <laughs> not like play, you know. Yeah. A heavy metal riff or anything. I don't know why that reminds me of that movie Role Models. I don't know if you've got if you guys have seen that. It's been a long time since I've seen that. You guys movie, touch but... my gems chat. <laughs> <laughs> but on role models, like they're going camping or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go camping, brothers. Yeah, but role models, they're going camping. He's like, I don't want to go camping. There's always that one guy that thinks he can play guitar but can't. <laughs> and then the very next scene, it's the guy trying to play play guitar, and he's just like, Oh, hold on, I got it. Oh, oh now I got it. <laughs> this reminds me of what Shattenkirk would be like. <laughs> I get I get very like animal from the Muppets vibes from uh Derek Grant. So I'm gonna say he's the drummer. <laughs> and then solely for the fro alone, you have to have basic McTavish at base. There you go. Yeah. No Gibson anywhere, huh? He's the guy vegging out in the front row, <laughs> passing the blunt to the crowd. So he's there. He's just not participating. Gotcha. Well, he's participating in another thing. Gibby's the guy. Gibby's the guy, chief in the roach in the in the front row, going like, <laughs> going like, yeah, I was, I was here when these guys were underground. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your choices, Chris? Uh, I kind of agree with Connor, to be honest. Like I said, it's too bad we don't have Manson because he'd be the lead singer. <laughs> Like the the guy that actually could sing out of all of them. Yeah, and then <laughs> he he's the one that carries the rest of them. Who are your choices, Lou? What was the question? <laughs> Sorry, we've only been on this for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> if you had to make a band out of four players from the Ducks roster, who would they be? Who's your uh, Who's your Ducks Alice in Chains cover band? Um, I don't know. I guess Z would be the front man. Okay, you got three more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you got three more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess Gibby on the drums would be something. Um. Guess maybe um I don't know man. Whatever Chris and Connor said, I agree. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You'll you'll get your attention. This next one will get your attention because <laughs> we're talking coffee. Here we go. So oh, Jenny fuck. Jenny asked to rank the. She originally said top five, but we couldn't decide on a fifth chain and. It sparked some debate and accusation <laughs> in the group chat. So top <laughs> top to bottom, Starbucks, Dunkin', Dutch Bros, or Coffee Bean? Well, one through four. One through four. Dutch Bros, one. Dunkin', two. Starbucks, three. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Coffee Bean, four. Uh, coffee Bean, three. Starbucks, four. 
Honestly, for me, it depends on the on the time of year because I like my hot coffee. And for some reason in Arizona, you can't get hot cups of coffee during the summer. It's disgusting. Anyway, as I'm clearly upset, I will say coffee bean at number one. Did you know that they have good breakfast burritos? I'm not even kidding. I didn't think they'd be that great, and they're delicious. I love I their breakfast burritos. They didn't know they had anything outside of pastries, so yeah. that is honestly news yeah. to me. I like it. You know, it's simple, you know, it's but it's delicious. It's great with a cup of coffee, so I'll say coffee bean. And then I'll say Dunkin', just because Dunkin' is very, very similar to Tim Hortons, and if Tim Hortons was on this list, it would be in the top two. So I'll say Dunkin', and then I'll say Starbucks and then Dutch. This is based clearly on just hot coffee because I don't drink a lot of like frozen stuff. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the hot coffee, I'd say Dutch is fourth. So I'm going to say just because I haven't really gotten into coffee until recently, I get Starbucks the most because most of the time I'm with Heather. Mm-hmm. So I'd say Starbucks, Dunkin'. And I honestly have only ever had a coffee bean coffee once, but put Dutch at three and then coffee bean at four. Okay. I was I was kind of disappointed with Dutch, not gonna lie. Were you? I liked it. And granted, I didn't get a coffee until I wasn't having to play on the ice. So I got it like the last I don't you know, I actually don't know if I got I think I might have just drank some of the Heathers. It's a lot but, of hype. It was, it's very sugary because mm-hmm. a lot of the drinks are like a bunch of add ons inside of it. Yeah. It wasn't terrible, but I don't know. It just felt more like Dutch, very, felt very gimmicky, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's very, the, it's the worst place to be on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, the one that was by our hotel wasn't that hard to get in and out of. It was just, that's rare. Every day we were trying something new and, mm-hmm. Changing it up was kind of kind of funky because like the first day I got like a tea, the second day I got like a refresher. Yeah. Then well, we went twice the second day because the second one was what killed Heather on top <laughs> of the fuzzies. Um but yeah, Dutch is like it was it's kind of I was kind of bummed because I was yeah. looking forward to Dutch and it was very it's very gimmicky. Man, there's there's a Dutch in the West Valley that um, me and Jenny used to go to a lot a couple of years ago. We haven't we don't really go to Dutch anymore, but um, when we did, we would go to this one a lot. And there was one night I want to say it was like a I don't know if it was a Thursday or Friday, but we were in line. I'm not even kidding you for an hour and a half. Holy shit! It was so bad, and it was like the only good thing is it was like during the winter, so it was nice and cold out. So you can have the windows down and stuff, but like it was miserable. <laughs> so you're not roasting in your car. Yeah. And then, you know, when you go to Dutch, you have to be ready to have a conversation with these people because they want to know your whole life story in five minutes. Like <laughs> they are all. Hey, how's your day? Up. What are you doing later today? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. What do you do for Dude, work? Like shut up and just hand me my coffee. They are completely, they're, they're high on their own supply. Like it's, it's crazy. You get up to that window and you just got to be ready. And if you're not feeling that, that day, do not go to Dutch, like go somewhere where maybe you can run in and pick it up and leave <laughs> like a Starbucks. Yeah, that that was a little weird yeah. i remember every time pulling up they're like so what are you guys doing just mm-hmm. like i'm playing a hockey tournament and they're like oh that's cool do you live around here no <laughs> well where do you live 
Uh, is my coffee done? <laughs> yeah, I see my I see my refresher right there. Can I have it, please? It's like me getting a hot coffee. My Hi. hot coffee's been sitting on the counter for like ten minutes as they're talking to me. I think my coffee's cold now. Can you throw that Lou? bitch in the microwave? Lou, you need to um when you come out here because you will come out to Phoenix to come see me because you love me very much. Um, I want to take you to a coffee place out here called Bikini Beans. Well, it's um. <laughs> what, what, was that, what was that noise? There's two places. Um... There's two places I want to take Lou. One of them I actually want to take Jake and Heather next time they come out here. But one is Bikini Beans. Oh, cool! Thanks, Chris. Well, you, you... <laughs> well, I mean, if you come out, sure, Connor. But you you never talk about coming out here. Well, I don't even. Oh, I don't even want to go now. <laughs> Love, I, I wasn't even invited, here. but I don't want to okay. go. Okay, so if Connor comes out here for the Minnesota State game, I'll take you to uh, one of these coffee places. Bikini Beans is a little weird, though. It's a little bit awkward because the, the girls that work there are actually in bikinis. Um, but yeah, we'll take old man Lou there. I feel like that'd be an experience. And then there's another place called uh, The Human Bean, which I which I like, and they give you whenever you get a drink, they give you a chocolate covered um, espresso bean on top of your cup, and it's actually uh, that's good. right. That was the place you're telling us about. Yeah, man. Wasn't the uh, bikini beans by our hotel, like right next to a strip club? I think so. It w- it was like right on the street. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, place, man. It was that was some odd placement. It yeah, was like three coffee shops, a Whataburger, and then two strip clubs all on the same street. Yeah, there's a place. There's like a place uh, in East Phoenix called like Sugar 44. <laughs> Jesus. It was by where I used to live when I first moved out here. So that was something too. It's very weird. It's right by a Target and like a Starbucks. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and my Bank of America. It was a weird spot. I don't know. <laughs> Arizona do be weird. Well, we have to finish off the episode with a statement and a question from Ryan. We have... When we when we went over the question, well, the beginning of this quest, question, uh, before we got on the call, um, we we decided this was more so a statement to start things off. But he said that he's always contended that street tacos should not absolutely need lime, otherwise they weren't a good taco to begin with, which is a true statement. I think it was. Thank you for your input, Ryan. We yeah. we appreciate that, bud. <laughs> Shout out Ryan and his doppelganger. <laughs> but his actual question for us is what is our perfect in and out order? <laughs> Ryan, what, what did the first part of that statement have to do with the question? I'm assuming it was something we had said because he asked this after episode 11. Yeah. After episode 11, he had sent this question, and I held off because I wanted to ask when Connor got back because of the in and out portion of it. But no, I think, you know what? I think, I think it's funnier to just imagine that Ryan just had a complete ADHD moment. <laughs> All right. You first, Lou. Number two with grilled onions. Nothing more. That's, ooh. Nothing less. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going double double, obviously. No tomato because fuck slices tomato on a burger. Um, I'm That's adding. Wrong, but okay. I'm adding ketchup. 
So I have ketchup, a little bit of ketchup. Check, ketchup is the worst condiment for a burger. So oh, I have Jesus a, Christ. So I have the ketchup mixed with the spread. Adding grilled Ooh, nice. onions as well. Sometimes I'll do whole grilled onion, but only if I'm really feeling it. But grilled onion. Yeah, be feeling sp- you gotta be feeling spicy for whole yeah. grilled onion. And ketchup then, dominates the, the beef. And then some fries. Lou, is it you already went? <laughs> Get his ass. Anyway. <laughs> and then I'm adding some fries. And I've always found that I mean, I don't really drink soda anymore, but when I go to In N Out, I will. I've always found that Dr. Pepper fits really well with In N Out. So I agree with that. Dr. Pepper in general just fucking smacks. Yeah, man. I have to be in a certain mood for Dr. Pepper, though. Gotta be feeling frisky. <laughs> he's well, gotta be. He's, uh, weird, but okay. he's <laughs> gotta build himself up for the 23 flavors. <laughs> <sighs> What's yours, Chris? I know. I just in like a, a cheeseburger, cheeseburger fries, and uh, sometimes. If I'm feeling a shake, I'll go strawberry shake with it. How many in and outs do they have in Arizona? They have a decent amount. But um cool. yeah, they have they have a decent amount around here. There's one like five minutes down the road for me. I just don't eat a lot of like fast food, but when I do, in and outs, in and outs up there to grab. Hey, it's not a bad choice. Better than fucking Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, that place is not great. Well, my mine's kind of weird because for the longest time I only got In and Out burgers plain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, like my big one is double double spread and lettuce only. Mm. Got to get animal fries on the side, and I don't like eating it like straight out of the box, like how they put it. I take and like flip it out of the boat into the box, just because okay. I don't That's like a good that call. It's a good call. I just don't like how they, you know, just put everything on top and call it a day. <laughs> I like to mix it a mm-hmm. little bit. So I'm not just eating straight, you know, Thousand Island dressing off the top of my fries. <laughs> yeah. Well, and cause you, and cause like when you eat it the normal way, you get like the layer of fries on the bottom that have literally nothing on them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then I change it up either a Coke or a Dr. Pepper their coke is kind of on the level of like mcdonald's where they probably put like some extra syrup or some shit in there but it tastes extra good coming yeah. from in and out extra jet fuel <laughs> yep do you uh do you guys have like a top three uh burger chain yes in and out number one uh, number one? uh i'll go uh, well mm. number two okay. i love me some burgers so let's let's do i that. am i am a five guys detractor so no, no to the five guys. <laughs> I don't even think about five guys. I totally forget about them. I love me some I like, Wendy's. I love yeah, a good I like Wendy's, Wendy's burger. Wendy's is good. Jack Wendy's in the Box. Wendy's overall is just good. Jack in the Box has got some fire burgers. But I yeah, also feel uh, feel like there's too much on Jack in the Box menu to like really say what's best. You can't really call them a burger joint because they just have a ton of shit. I will say yeah. Carl's Jr.'s burgers are underrated. I was about to ask if you they're if you underrated. Like Carl's Jr. Underrated. I do love yeah. me a good. I do love me a good big Carl. <laughs> They're just so expensive. I don't, I don't. I don't eat it. I don't eat it too much. It's just like every now and then. I'm just like, oh, it sounds. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> I want to try Shake Shack. Never shake, shake Shack. Shake Shack. I've heard's pretty good. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, Shake Shack's good. So Connor's your Connor. Yours is uh, In and Out Wendy's. 
Carl's Jr.? I think so. I think I'll rock with that. Okay. What about you, Lou? In and out Wendy's. Red Robin's good. I like Red, Red Robin. Robin. I like their Red fries Robin. more than their Red Robin's a good choice. Yeah. What about Jake? In and out's definitely one. Um, I'd say if I had to choose, Carl's Jr. is probably two. I just don't like that they're very expensive. It's mm-hmm. like 20 bucks for a fucking combo. <laughs> but I will say at least the burger's like a decent size. It's not like, you know, you're not getting a tiny little sandwich or anything. Yeah. And as much as I hated working there, can't top a, a, a good Islands burger. Oh, my God. I love Islands burgers. Ooh, dude. yeah. I was very Ooh. spoiled being able to have like that stuff fresh in the morning. Yeah. Like that's the only reason I started eating tomato and like <laughs> con- like other things on my burgers and not just plain because I had this weird thing where I just don't know where it came. Like I don't like going to a fast food place because it's either been sitting out and yeah. it just tastes nasty or it's just like you take a bite and it just like, Gooks all over you. It's just like, you know, me and, me and Jake, your resident former islands employees. If you want the secret menu uh hacks, just know that the ranch comes from a bag, <laughs> dude. I love islands so much, yeah, me too, Damn. man. Fuck. Um, but, no, I, go ahead, Jake. No, I was just gonna say, like, you can't, you can't, you can't beat islands, like, yeah, you really they're can't. on point, they're on point. I didn't even have islands in my top three because I was strictly thinking like fast food, like drive-through restaurants. But damn, islands yeah. is definitely up there. But well, I feel like I, I like, feel like, and then I feel like I mean we can do this another time. But I feel like sit-down restaurants are a different conversation. Yeah. Um, also, Blues has a good one. I had one over the weekend when I was in Vegas. And did you go to Heart Attack Grill at all? No, I didn't go to downtown. No, I just stayed in the Mandalay Bay area. The whole oh, okay. time, mostly. I would say mine, uh, number one for me is Freddy's. I don't know if you guys have Freddy's out there. I can't remember if you do or not. I don't think so. Freddy's, and then um, I like The Habit a lot. Habit's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I actually and then had I would, it for dinner tonight. <laughs> you had it for dinner tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I just had it like two nights ago. Um, and then I'd say in and out is probably three. But usually if I have to choose and I want like a greasy burger or something, I just don't care about how I'm going to feel later, I go to phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some steak burgers. Hey, sometimes you just got to have that meal that may, you may feel like shit afterwards, but yeah, as long as you're, you're ready for it and you know what you're getting yourself into, you're not going to be upset. You're just, you're going to feel like crap, but it's like, well, whatever. I, this is what I wanted, I guess. It's like grill them all. I love that place, but you have to like not eat for an entire day prior. Those burgers to, like, look freaking fat. <laughs> to like fully enjoy it you have to like starve yourself for a whole day because you will leave that place feeling so full like it is hard to drive home after it's like five guys dude they fill your whole bag with fries i like, and fries. I like the fries five guys but they are I good care, they, i don't care for the burger so yeah. order of fries like seven dollars fuckers oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we ramble too much longer we're gonna call it an episode there uh remember street tacos absolutely are uh not needed if they need lime brian said so they suck 
take it take it from Ryan. Ryan knows best. Yep. Um, you know, Dave also lost the game, but that's another story for another day. Um, so the taco on place. Tacos, what's the, the taco way? place by Dodger Stadium? <laughs> I love a last minute Dave Stray. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, what was it? Ryan, what was that taco shop in LA? What's thing? the taco shop? No, Jason blew it up. Doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, that is it from us this week. Um, kind of got off the rails at the end, but you know, would it be a lap episode without that? Lap. Uh, Do we even call it later arrivals anymore? Do we yeah. just say lap now? No. I mean, we still call it later arrivals. Yeah, I say it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Follow us over at the Hockey Focus. Uh, keep an eye out for the blogs. Uh, you guys, what do you got planned for extra content this week? Uh, I'm going to, I might write a little something for the Hockey Focus this weekend about maybe me predicting the starting lineup. Okay. For the Ducks. Oh, That's, the idea. That. That's the idea I had. I came up with it today. I'm going to see Iron Maiden three times, so that's my content for the Yeah, week. that's that's yeah. <laughs> Just be a picture of Connor laying on the floor somewhere. He had a good time. The end. <laughs> I'm gonna stew about the Raider game that I went to the other the other day and just stew. Sorry, Lou. Fucking losers. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I continue to support the Raiders. They just do the same shit every year. Okay, buddy, we'll, we'll get through it together. Bums. <laughs> well, follow us on our socials at Late Arrivals Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean, TikTok, YouTube, even though there's no content there. <laughs> um, yeah, follow our other uh, hockey focus podcasts. Uh, there's a bunch of us. We're going to try and having fun with these streams, hopping on with the other hosts, uh, the other guys from some of the other shows. Um, so we want to bring you guys content, kind of showcasing their stuff, getting to know their hosts as well. Uh, but just keep supporting you know, as best you can. It's definitely much appreciated. And we're closing in two episodes away from 15. So maybe yeah. we plan a little something special. It should be our Pacific Division preview mm-hmm. by episode 15. So. Yeah, if you like all of our content and stuff, you like our episodes, make sure you uh, leave us a rating and a review. That goes a long way, probably more than you think. So shout us out in there or something and give us something funny to read. If we can start a Dave Lost the Game chain on Twitter, we'd be very happy. Just tag at Polish Guy Dave, I believe is his new at. (laughs) Well, anyways, he got suspended. Oh, yeah, that's right. Big tech came after Dave. Yep. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, that is it from us this week. We will see you. See you next week. Peace. Bye. Everybody go see Iron Maiden this week in Anaheim. (laughs) Go support. (laughs)